Hey, Enneagram friend, this is Abby Rodriguez, your certified and IEA accredited Enneagram teacher and coach. And today we are talking all about stress. So in this next series, we're going to look at the stress response for each of the nine types. And there was an initial introduction episode to this series. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to that first and then come back to this number. The audio for these episodes is taken from the Growth and Self-Care Workshop audio that's available for purchase for only $20 on my website if you want to learn more. This episode is all about the stress response for type 9. When type 9s experience stress, first they exhibit the unhelpful tendencies in their own type structure first. So the gifts of the type become excessive and imbalanced and those tendencies become unhelpful when that they enter into that excess space. And so when nines experience stress and dip down to the lower levels of their number, uh, what that looks like is that they tend to feel powerless, powerless to make a change in their interaction with others or or um, feeling like if I do speak up or I do say something, it won't change anything. It won't make any difference. And that can turn into kind of this silent stubbornness, this, this silent resistance that they're experiencing and uh, often take the form of being passive aggressive, sometimes in saying things, but it doesn't even have to always be in saying something. Um, that's often how we think of passive aggressive is, you know, saying something that's unhelpful or mean or snide and it's not directly confronting it. That can happen for nines, but sometimes it's that they slow down physically. They avoid that person. They avoid sharing space with them because they don't want the conflict to come back up or they busy themselves with other things in order to avoid it completely. And so this silent resistance, this um, this quiet stubbornness that shows up in a lot of times, it's a stress response. In um, their own type structure, another aspect for stress of stress for type nines is that uh, they retreat into their inner world. You know, their imagination turns into um, daydreaming or a way to escape, a way to feel comfortable or even just to zone out. You know, it feeling like this piece of harmony that they can always access, this piece of of stability they can always access by just retreating into the inner world. So sometimes that is literally sitting and watching out the window. Sometimes that's reading a good book or doing a crossword puzzle, but just uh, escaping and, and kind of withdrawing away. In this space, nines also um, desire so intensely to keep the peace that if they can, they will merge with others' interests, you know, so kind of get on board with others' wants and needs and preferences and agendas. But if they can't, um, then they, again, just kind of withdraw away and might uh, be compliable. You know, I will do this. I will comply with what's going on. Um, but they don't really want to do that. They're not actively participating or actively contributing. If the nine experiences so much stress or even just a certain type of stress, they kind of get pushed across the diagram to type six and they'll take on some of the tendencies of type six. If they're not aware of that shift though, um, they'll naturally take on the lower side of type six. And so in that space, um, when they're kind of on the lower side of type six, the type nine becomes anxious. You know, they become really concerned with their reality and and what's going to happen and what could go wrong and what's going to happen next. And, um, you know, this feeling of worry or concern or anxiety, again, you can give lots of different language to it, but they often carry that experience on their own um, because it's hard to always 
talk about it. You know, nines tend to not be very anxious people. They tend to be much more of a, you know, take it as it comes. It will fold, unfold naturally. It will unfold naturally. And so because of that, um, they're not they are typically not anxious people, but when they move into the sixth space, anxiety, worry, restlessness, anxiousness, this all comes up, but it can feel like a foreign language because it's not typical for them. So because it feels foreign, they don't often know how to talk about it. They don't know how to kind of explain what's going on or share their experience in order to reach out and to get support or to use others as a sounding board. They kind of just bear it on their own, um, which makes the anxiety even worse in that sex space. So um, in this space, the type nine can also become more paranoid, you know, kind of blaming others for um, their experience, for their reality. Um, and and that can result in these moments of being really angry. Um, you know, when they have kind of taken it for too long, they've been, you know, someone's been poking the bear for too long and they just finally have this, this outburst. Um, whether it's really the person that's caused this anger or just the last person to say something dumb to them. Um, and, and it's really out of this this uh, anxious space that's coming out. It's kind of like a protective thing of um, we're, you know, we're having a fear response. And so then we just lash out in that too. Um, If the nine though realizes they're stressed, they can instead choose to take on the high side of type six because type six has a lot lot of giftings and and a resource that uh, is really helpful for type nines when they feel stressed. So on the high side of type six, the nine can use that stress number to really pay attention to what's going on around them and to be more vigilant about life and how life can impact you in order to resolve some of those concerns. You know, sometimes nines can fall into this sleepiness of just letting life happen to them and not really taking um, control or, or taking agency in the ways that they could. And so some of that stress energy from the type six helps them to be more vigilant of, okay, we gotta pay the bills. This is this has to be resolved, or we need to make this decision. This isn't going to happen on its own. We need to get X, Y, Z done. Otherwise, it will have this these reciprocal effects, not because we are you know, anxiously projecting this 20 years down the road, but this does matter, and we do need to do something about it. You know, Sometimes that six energy can kind of move the type nine into gear of, okay, this matters. I see what's going on. I see the implications. I see this, how, how this could impact us. And so I will do something about it. I will make a choice. I will not just let this happen to me. The six energy, um, it can be a wake up call. You know, it can be this, this, um, enough energy. If you access it on the high side, of, okay, what's going on? What's the list of things that need to be done? The things that I'm concerned about and how can I start prioritizing them? How can I um, use some logic around it too of, okay, I see that this is a concern. I cannot do something about this, but I'm not oblivious to it. And so when those things come up, I'm gonna acknowledge it rather than just letting it happen to me. I'm gonna process the feelings around it. I'm going to ask for support. I'm gonna ask for guidance. Again, it can be lots of different things but using some of that six energy as a wake up call for the type nine structure. So again, just a reminder to be kind to yourself, to be compassionate about your experience. You know, it's not about beating yourself up for some of the unhelpful behaviors that you notice, but rather the intention of bringing some awareness around this pattern. um, And also so that you can 
give yourself some support. You know, some of these unhelpful behaviors that we're talking about, uh, they're related to stress. And so rather than beating ourselves up that we're stressed, the invitation is, could we be instead kind to ourselves and noticing, yeah, this isn't a great behavior. I'm just stressed though. And so can we instead provide some support and care for ourselves rather than beating ourselves up about whatever reaction we had. And so taking a moment to pause, to breathe, to check in with your felt sense in that moment. Um, can you feel your nervous system dysregulated? Can you um, feel knots in your stomach or maybe there's a heat in your felt sense or a tightness in your chest? You know, what's happening in your felt sense? And pausing and noticing what's happening so that you can choose how you want to move forward rather than getting caught up in the reactivity of it. And, and really an invitation to name what you need. As you observe some of these pieces that are happening for you, what is it that you need if you're stressed? Is there a stressor that you can um, mitigate or remove? Is there some type of support you can add in to balance uh, the triggering aspect of that stressor? Um, or maybe is there you know a need that's not being met, a boundary that you need to put in place, or, or maybe just an area that you need support? So giving yourself some compassion because the reality is you're just stressed. That's why these things are happening. Hey friends, the audio for these episodes is taken from the Growth and Self-Care Workshop audio that's available for purchase for only $20 on my website if you want to learn more. The teaching audio is over four hours of Enneagram content where I walk you through type-specific stressors and the natural stress response for each type and how we can better manage stress and how we can incorporate practices for self-care based on our type into our everyday life. The teaching audio is a digital download, so you can listen to it on your phone or your computer, and it also comes with a digital workbook. So I really want to encourage you to take advantage of that opportunity or to give it to a friend in this season if you have someone that's coming to mind that has a lot of stress and and needs some support to navigate that. 